Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to Wild Podcast. By all means, go to wildpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Today we have special guest, Olanda Green. She's here to talk to us about her latest book, Love Is Not Enough. Olanda, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So one of the first things I want to ask you, especially about this particular book, what mm-hmm. inspired you to write a coaching slash relationship type of book? Okay. So first of all, um, I want to see couples succeed in marriage and avoid many of the pitfalls and issues that my husband and I experienced. Uh, we realize now after 15 years of marriage that if we had adequate pre-marriage coaching or counseling, it would have given us the right tools to deal with conflict. And we all know that conflict is inevitable, so having a solid foundation with the right tools in hand is imperative for a healthy relationship. So my why is simple. As a pre-marriage coach and dealing with couples, I just want to see people win at life and win in um, relationships. And so me writing this book was just a product that I knew that I needed to put pen to paper because I was doing a lot of speaking engagements and doing my coaching. And I realized I need a product. I need to put down what I'm telling other people. So it was really inspired by issues that me and my husband um, experienced early on in our marriage and really, you know, us doing the work over the years, getting spiritual and professional counseling and getting to a really good place. We just want to see other people avoid some of the issues that we encounter. Now, you and your husband have been married for how long? Fifteen years. Fifteen. So is is this what is is it safe to say that he's your first love or is somebody that you met along the way? Which one is it? Um, someone that I met along the way. He was not my first love and that's part of the things that I talk about in the book is doing the work on yourself first before jumping into a relationship because some of the things that we dealt with early on in our dating relationship could have been avoided had I realized, you know what, I'm not really ready to get into a relationship and I need to make sure that I empty out all of the other things, you know, not taking baggage into a relationship. So, I mean, I have a chapter talking about that, you know, so it's a chapter called So You're Ready to Date. You know, and so many people, they jump in and out of relationships, and they don't give themselves time to heal, time to become a whole person. So you can't bring 50% into a relationship and expect the other person to meet you halfway with 50%, and that's going to be your 100%. Um, no, you have to bring 100% into the relationship, and the other person bring 100% in order for the relationship to work. So in, in your question, no, he was not my first love, and I had recently gotten out of a relationship because we didn't start dating until after college. And um, I had been with kind of the same person, really hoping that our relationship would take off, and it was just, you know, lots of excuses after excuse during college. But, and I talk about this in the book, I don't blame the person that I was with because he was honest in the beginning that, you know, I'm not ready for a committed relationship. But so many times we hear that and then we think, 
oh, well, you know, if they be around me long enough, they're they're going to fall in love or they're going to like me on this level. And so we did relationship things. We did girlfriend-boyfriend things. We spent a lot of time with each other, but we didn't have that title. And so I should have heard the young man when he said, I don't want to have a title. I just want to kick it. You know, you've heard people say that, right? You know, I yeah. just want to kick it. You know, you my girl, you know, whatever. And so I heard him say that, but because of his actions and the things that we were doing like a couple, I took that to me. Oh, well, he just, you know, he, he got caught up, you know, in titles, but, you know, but he, he still loved me, you know, whatever. And so I spent so much time in that relationship that when I met my husband, I didn't even recognize that this was, you know, like the God sent person I felt like for me, um, because I had so much other stuff going on um in in my head and in my heart at the time. Let's talk about some of those red flags. Um Oh yes. <laughs> so those those red flags that you notice, um I I guess the the way I want to put it is, was it the red flags did they come way before your pre-marriage counseling or um, just during the relationship afterwards? Yeah, well, for us, and going back again, we literally, we did not have adequate pre-marriage counseling. And what I feel is adequate is you having maybe five to seven sessions with someone, whether it's a professional counselor or coach or your, the minister that's going to marry you, you know, or some professional, some person, your pastor, whoever it is, where you really sit down and get into the, you know, into not just the things that people think about on the surface, like, okay, well, you know, sex, communication, um, how you finances, you know, we are, those are the big subjects. We, we know that. But really talking about personality and likes and dislikes and those type things. And so, um, my husband and I, we literally had one session on a Sunday after church with our pastor at the time. And I think that we didn't push for more because we were around them a lot. We spent a lot of time with, with, with the pastor and his wife at the time. And so I think we felt like we were getting little nuggets all along the way, you know, being members of the church and stuff. And so, um, because I felt like, oh, this is my husband, then I, I felt like that excuse me of having to commit the time and work into pre-marriage counseling. I'll I'll just put that out there. We didn't have adequate pre-marriage counseling. So for other people, what I would say to answer your question about the the flag, one of the main things, and this is what I talk about in my book, is the signs that you should look for in a potential mate is their ability to compromise and be compatible with you. And I, I think that most people know already that there are certain staple elements that we all need to, you know, make a marriage work, like I said before, such as trust, communication, honesty, understanding, vulnerability, et cetera, just to name a few. But I have found in coaching that simple compatibility is key. You know, we, we love each other, but if you're just not compatible with the person, it's not going to work, and you will always find yourself in conflict. So. For an example, let's say you love this person who you're dating and they are a person that loves to travel and they love being around people all the time. So they're they're going to want to be getting on an airplane every, you know, every moment that they have. They want to travel, they want to explore, or they want to have folks over to the house. But let's say you are a major introvert. You don't like people like that and you're a homebody. You really don't like to travel. Now, I'm not saying that those two people can't make it work. 
But I want couples to understand that the more things you don't have in common with the person, that that gap gets wider, which means that's going to be more you have to compromise on. And so it's not it's not the big things that destroy relationships. It's these little things that we just kind of gloss over in the dating stage, and we we see these stark differences, and we see in the date, and we think sometimes people think it's cute, they think it's funny, like oh he likes to spend all his time going fishing and being, you know, and then you think, well, when I marry them, it's going to change, but it doesn't. Uh, does your book touch on, uh, like, having kids or being, you know, married after having kids? Um, it does not talk about that. That will probably come, hopefully, in the next one. This book um, is really getting to, I mean, this book is for anybody in a relationship or anybody who wants to be in a, in a potential relationship. So whether or not you are, um, whether or not you are single and you desire to have a meaningful relationship, you need to read this book first. Whether or not you are dating casually, but you want to make sure you go about it the right way, this book is going to help you with that and break down dating. Um, if you're in a committed relationship headed toward marriage, there's things in this book for you. And then if you're already married, no matter how long you've been married, I think some of the strategies that I put forth will, will add to your relationship toolbox. Some of the conflict resolution strategies that I've come up with over time, things that have helped us and some um, things that I, I have um, come up with is going to help you in this book. But we don't address, um, it's not anything specific about kids. Okay. Okay. So in writing this book, how long did it take you to, to put this thought process together? Oh, gosh, I finished my master's in 2018, and while I was finishing up my master's, I was like, okay, because I was getting more and more speaking engagements, and, and after I would speak, people would say, oh, do you have a book? Do you have and, – and all I had was just, like, these pamphlets, and I was like, okay, I got I to gotta do more. I have to have something else to keep people engaged after I leave. Because everybody's not going to come for pre-marriage counseling, everybody, you know, or, or to come to coaching, you know, whatever. So uh, I started writing the book, just kind of messing around with it, um, late 2018, did some stuff with it last year. But then when the pandemic hit, I really said, okay, if I'm going to finish this, I have to get moving because God has given me the opportunity. He's given me a window of time. The world has literally stopped. And so I'm here at home. Why not do it? So I um, found my publisher got started with my book coach in April, and we had this knocked out in June. So April, May, June, three months. I, 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 I committed to it and finished the book, and that was this year, and we officially launched the book on August 22nd. So the book is still very new. Got you. You know, one thing I, I paid close attention to when people talk about relationships is the word success. Uh, what's your definition of marriage success? I feel like marriage success is when you can kind of be on autopilot, where there's not these and, – and the reason why I say that is because I know what it's like to be in marriage where there's always conflict. It seems like there's always a fire to put out. You're always waiting for the next shoe to drop. It's not harmonious. You don't look forward to coming home because you don't feel like your house is a home. So marriage success, in my opinion – 
is you get into that place where, you know what, I feel like I can be, you know, 100% myself around my spouse and they feel the same way about me. Um, we can tackle the hard issues, but every issue that you, you know, that you encounter doesn't have to blow up into an argument. You know, you can agree to disagree and you learn how to talk to each other and respect one another and resolve conflict in a, a pleasant way. And you really care about making sure that this person is comfortable in their own space. So I feel like we have, me and my, me and my husband have grown tremendously and things that we would have done or said or whether we would have handled things 15 years ago is totally different than, than the way that we would go about it now. I think that merit success is also a mutual high respect and regard to your mate's feelings and to their desires and their dreams and you being committed to the process of, you know what, I'm in here with you and I'm not going anywhere. So let's tell everyone how they could uh, contact you and where they can follow you on social media. Sure. So you can go to my website, www.coachog.com. On the website, you can buy the book. Um, You can also book sessions with me. So if you go to that website and click on the pink lines in the top right corner, um, you'll see uh, a menu that will – and you can scroll down and you can click work with me. My calendar stays up to date. You can see when I'm available. I have a large assortment of um, packages and um, menu choices for coaching. Um, You can also hit products and purchase the book on my website. You can follow me on um, Facebook on my coaching page. It's called OG Coaching LLC or on the other social media channels on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram. It's just Olanda Green, O-L-A-U-N-D-A-G-R-E-E-N. Well, I'm your host, Darshan McAway. We're talking to author Olanda Green. She's talking to us about her latest book, Love Is Not Enough. Olanda is a life coach and relationship strategist. Olanda, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem.